0: It is courage, 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 that raises the blood of life to crimson splendor. Live bravely and present a brave front to adversity. Hello and welcome to episode 477 of Under the Call of MS. This is Previews Part 1. For this month of goodies coming out in the future that you can pick up at your local comic book shop or pre-order or eBay or Amazon or whatever you do to get your comics. Uh, That was a little Horace quote quote to start us off. And I'm going to give us... I'm going to do a few comic reviews at the beginning of each one of these previews ones just to get some things out of the way that I have finally read. Trying to get my piles caught up. So I quit reading number three and then number two or number four, five and then number four and just mixing things up constantly. So this will hopefully help. We'll get ourselves ahead of the game. But we got the Blue Flame from Vault Comics, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. Number nine. Chapter 9. When I Sleep, I Remember. Just barely, once again, standing on his own two feet, Sam is cleaning up his act. Looking for work and a place to live, but he can't stop thinking about the shooter. The 19-year-old who murdered his four friends and 20 others. Neither can the Blue Flame, who decides to try something different in court after his failure to find any divine cosmic help for humanity's defense. As Sam digs deeper into the past of his would-be killer, the blue flame discovers a way to call the deceased shooter as an unexpected witness. Uh, This gets us a little deeper into the story. We get a little more into the trial and into his... Sam's sister's life and they're trying to get there, have their new baby and get their new life put together. And while they're dealing with her husband's court issues from being arrested and with all that controversy with Sam and what happened in the past, but, uh, we're nine issues in, we're, they're taking big breaks in between issues now. I would assume it's just going to be a 12-issue run. So let's just finish it off, people. Let's get the last three out there and get it over with. We all are dying to hear what the hell is up with Sam, whether or not this trial for humanity is real, or if it's just part of his drunken, miscreant <laughs> lifestyle type, issues or what's going on with him but yeah i'm hoping not i'm hoping the trial is a real thing i'm hoping everything is real aspect wise as far as his character goes and his character's abilities and all that stuff with the jet fuel and special jet pack and his powers and everything i just i hope sam is not just a uh, guy who's lost in the bottom of a bottle and just living life through, through his dreams and we'll hopefully find out soon, but this is issue nine. We're getting more and more information as we go, but damn it, this story should be over with already. I just hate waiting this long in between issues to find out what's going on and. Then we got Florida Man. Volume 1, number 2, but on the cover it says number 1. So I'm assuming this is a misprint. Uh, But this... Same crap, same thing. It's just one ongoing story of this family of people that win lotteries, murder everything... Fight, argue, destroy, think they control, think they're better than anybody else, and they can just go out in the world and do what they want. It's sort of like just go to a party and let a pig loose in a house and shoot it, and it's like, really, let's hunt animals in a house, and you know, we do get to meet some new interesting people in here that. I don't know if they'll have something something for us down the line that's going to, that they're going to come back and we're going to find out more about them. We'll see, but his sister, the sister character in here, she's getting into wrestling. And her trainer is some backwoods, Wrestling organization training grounds where she has to do things like wrestle with a bear. I mean, it's just, it's basically the sheer stupidity we expected, but we expected, well, at least I expected. I don't know. I'm must have been the only idiot that thought it was going to come out like this, but I thought it was going to be a variety of fun stories about things happening in Florida because we keep hearing all these news reports Oh, we did for a while there, or every couple of weeks or month, there was something else going on with different characters in Florida, and they're fun, interesting news stories, but this is just running off a family of Swampbillies, I guess, could calm hill hillbillies living in the swamplands, just <clears throat> who come up with money in interesting ways and... and if that's what you're looking for you'll enjoy this story. I just I wanted a variety of short stories depicting the screwballedness of the culture that's been Florida for the last couple of years and we didn't get that or instead we're getting a family full of idiots that have luck when they need it and also have issues that get them arrested, get them in trouble. and just, Yeah not my cup of tea, but I obviously ordered at least the first three issues, so I'm stuck reading those. Who knows? Maybe it'll actually interest me by the time I get to the last issue that I ordered. Then we jumped over. Oh, yeah, Florida Man, by the way. It was done by American Mythology Productions. Uh, Knights of the Fifth Dimension. Issue three, our little, our artist and his sister, friend, or whatever she is. This is another story that I just can't get into. I'm trying. I'm really, really trying. I did like in this one how the story bounces around a little bit more and we get some some history of the knights in their past and with past wars and things happening. And we get to meet a character that apparently is like a super fan of the artist that's missing that they're hunting down and This is a super fan like I've never seen before. This this guy has everything. Including a special building for... To glorify, to, to protect, to collect, to organize. Everything that the Knights of the Fifth Dimension would need. Any future Knights or shall I say, psychedelic knights of the fifth dimension, which makes a hell of a lot more sense. Name-wise, because that's what you're getting. A poke that's a giant gorilla, a barbarian, a patriotic warrior, uh, Moonshaper character, I guess you could call him. Uh, robotic character, I mean, we got all kinds of goofy characters in here. And we are getting further in the story, and I think this is a four-issue run, so thankfully it'll be done next next issue, which I think I have here, so hopefully I can end it off. I just can't. I mean, I like the whole, but we've had this story over and over. I like the comic book that's blank. And as they go through their travels and try to figure out things, the story gets written by some ghost artist and it's this all of a sudden pages start filling in and you start seeing things and then we get to see the pages as we read the storyline and it's just you got the sketch work, the finished pages, all that. It's like pages that are being written as we speak and stuff like that. But that that's been done so many times. It's just And basically, you got the head artist, which is apparently one of the last knights. And he's trying to find more knights out there that are worthy. People that are worthy to carry the sword, carry their story. uh, Keep their little protective organization together. What the hell they're protecting? Who knows the, the nothingness. I This story is. Mashed together with. A variety of things that we've seen overdone in the past and. I'm just. Not feeling it. Maybe when I do a reread. I'll understand things, I'll get it more, and the story will flow better, but, yeah, at the moment, it's rough, it's just, sorry, two stories that I just can't get into, but I try, I give them a shot, I can't like everything, and you can like it, if I don't, that's why I still talk about it, but Hopefully someone can find a way to enjoy it. Then we got Tiny Titans, number 28. From Art Baltazar and Franco. We get super pets in this story, which... We see a variety of super pets that I haven't seen before. And many that we have. And it's just a fun little... They want to gather together and have a little super pet meeting at the Justice Hall and all their uh, sidekicks, I, I like to call them, but like Batman, Superman, all them characters just are like, okay, you guys can have the the Justice Hall and hang out and have your little get-together, you goopy little sidekick animals, even though the sidekicks the super pets are probably smarter and better superheroes than their counterparts (laughs) I really wish these super pets would have been part of a whole new movie line that's out right now I love arts Art and Franco's super pets a lot and i just I'd like to see them on the big screen Or in an ongoing series, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, these are always fun, and you also get your little fun advertisements, your fun little games that are in these. and Of course, lots of artwork, lots of little art pages and stuff like that. But that was Tiny Titans, number 28. Number twenty-eight, which is a lot of fun, and we also checked out number forty, which is the crack issue. <laughs> we get to see crack and a bunch of other green characters. <laughs> uh, they're kind of just. The storyline just keeps showing how everybody's life kind of would be with a little bit of crock in it. And it's fun. Seeing the croc character just popping in and out of all the different areas and it's like poor guy wants to go into the bat cave and hang out and Batman comes up and says, nope, don't even think about it. <laughs> it's like kicking poor Croc to the curb. It's like, Batman doesn't want Croc to eat half the things in the Batcave or trash the place. It's like, let the guy hang out with everybody and have fun. And It's like, just <laughs> But yeah, you get a variety of different stories in here and just lots of fun with the Tiny Titans characters and highlighting Croc throughout this issue. And it was just a lot of fun. And these are all wonderful, wonderful things for the whole family to read and check out. But that's it for our comics previews of preview reviews for today. And now we're going to get to the previews of goodies coming out in the future. So I hope you find something you can enjoy. And we'll get back to you right after this. It's that time again. Get to see all the cool things that are coming out in the next few months. Yeah, usually about three months from when I talk about them or so. Some come out later, some come out sooner, some might even be out already. And they're just being reproduced or second printings or whatever they decide to do with them. Let's get to the goodies. Starting out with my favorite little buddy. Five points Chucky figure set. You got like three different heads for Chucky, some extra arms, body stuff, axe, some other wonderful knives and weaponry (laughs) that you can play with with your Chucky figure or he can play with when he's operating on you. That is from Mezco Toys. And we have Nine Circles Trade Paperback by Blood Moon Comics. The demon cowboy vengeance confronts his notion of right and wrong on a task from heaven that he hopes will earn him God's redemption by leading the end time witness through the nine circles of hell. Collects issues number one to three and some bonus content. I don't remember hearing about that story. I mean, a lot of these stories that are coming out in trade paperbacks could have been just on comiXology digital format or something like that. and They're coming out now or because I got multiple sclerosis, I could have probably talked about them when they're in standard comic form and just totally forgot about them. And got it all. Confused. But next up, we got A Vicious Circle, number one. Director, screenwriter, one of the visionaries behind The Batman, and Project Power creator, Metzen Tomlin teams up with iconic artist Lee Bermejo. Sean Thacker is a trained assassin from the future who seeks revenge on the only other man with his affliction. Each life they take forces them both to travel between vastly different past and future eras, spanning from 22nd century Tokyo to 1950s, New Orleans, to the Cretaceous era, and beyond. The two mortal rivals are locked in a battle of wills that spans millions of years, all to alter the course of history. With each time period, artist Lee Bermejo adjusts his artistic style to pay homage to luminary comics, artists, and historical master painters presented in a prestige, oversized format. I don't care for the time travel stuff, but it does sound like it could have some pretty interesting stories did I mention that's from Boom Studios? All right, Cat came to join us and hopped in the chair next to me. Yeah, hang out with us while we do some previews, reviews. <clears throat> Only reason I'm giving this a shout out is Action Comics Volume Two, Number One Thousand Fifty, has a bunch of different covers. Because I'm sure it's some special thing that's, well, I suppose we could read the story basis. That's by DC Comics, of course, but they have a Dan Parent cover. So I, and it's a nice cardstock cover, so that's even better. But let's see what this is about, anyways. The Dark Crisis is over, and a new dawn shines on the DCU. In the wake of cataclysmic battles with Mongol. Henry Bendix, and Pariah's Dark Army, Kell L is back on Earth and here to stay. And the people of our planet are ready to look up, up and away into a brighter tomorrow. Well, most of the people. And I know I ain't. I don't care if he's here. <laughs> it's like half the reason we got problems is because he's here. Uh, Clark Kent's reunion with Lots, with Lois and his son, John Kent, proves fleeting when strikes the ultimate attack from Superman's greatest adversary, Lex Luthor. But this time, something is different. Luthor has stolen something from Clark's life. Something so important, it will change the very planet itself. If you think you've seen the biggest battle between Superman and Lex Luthor, think again. This clash will rock the course of their lives forever, and it's only the beginning. Two years' worth of Superman stories come to a head in this oversized anniversary issue with all-star talent that launches Superman and the DCU into the exciting new era. An exciting new era. Yeah. No interest there, other than I do like that Dan Parent cover, but it's got Superman and Lois enjoying a nice milkshake. is for... the classic Archie theme. But... All right, I got Adventures of GWF, number one, from Bad Kids, LLC. Oh wind just sucked that door closed. (laughs) The action-packed journey of the Red Menace, a young galactic wrestler who is determined at all costs to restore his father, his legacy, and the family they once had filled with monsters, mayhem, and sweat wrestlers and sweet wrestling moves. I mean, there's just so much wrestling stuff coming out now and I love the wrestling stuff, but, I mean, this just feels like a flip around of through a power bomb that we're reading right now, where they're trying to bring back her mother, and this one's trying to save the father. It's a yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'll I'll wait and trade that one out. I think see how it goes, see what kind of reviews it gets. All Against All, number one, by Image Comics. Let's see here. A primal vision of humanity gone terribly wrong. In All Against All, it is the distant future. Earth is long gone, but a race of alien conquerors knows knows as Conqueror's nose as, no, it's supposed to be known as, I think, the operators, have preserved its most savage animals in an artificial jungle environment that barely understand, that they barely understand. Wow. My eyes are playing tricks out of me, on me, and the words are playing tricks on me. With no bodies of their own... <laughs> The operators move from world to world, harvesting bodies for the organic exosuits they used to wage their endless wars. They used to wage their endless wars. Ignored and underestimated by his captors is the habitat's habitats, habitats. Sole human specimen. Shouldn't it be habitats instead of habitats? I don't I'm so damn picky, I know it drives people nuts, probably. Helpless. However, when their efforts to find and harvest an apex predator intensify, he gives them far more than they can they bargain for. Uh, Of course, it's got variant covers. I don't know. Didn't really grab me. Alright, we got all night and every day number one one shot by Aftershock Comics. And if Pages load up slow, it's because I decided to do this out in the garage today and a little far from the internet internet box, but see how it goes. I usually can do my YouTube videos out here, so it's time to party. While celebrating is the last thing grief-stricken introvert Michaela Mike, Michaela wants to do, her friends drag her out for the night and end up trapping her in a hellish curse. A party that never ends with no way to escape, not even by dying. Now she must navigate the labyrinth of the Legacy Bank of the Legendary Banquet hideous labyrinth of the legendary banquet hideous all on her own and learn its terrible secrets before she is consumed forever this horrifying new 48 page prestige format one shock by acclaimed writer Ray Fox and sensational artist Andrea Fratella will rock you to your core, eternally. Okay. All-New Firefly, Big Damn Finale, number one, one shot, by Boom Studios. All-New Firefly comes to a stunning conclusion in this double-sized series finale by writer David Boher and artist Simon de DeGia- GF. things come to an explosive conclusion with requiem the mercenaries and the alliance portals but as jane reckons with his family in the past a beloved member of the spaceship serenity will make the ultimate sacrifice don't they always why didn't someone else make a sacrifice keep losing some awesome people (laughs) it's it's such a bummer (laughs) I just love the whole Firefly world, but, yeah. Don't like losing the, the good guys, gals. All right, AM Archives, Three Stooges, number one, 1949, Jubilee. <coughs> no, that's a 1949 Jubilee cover, so. But it's AM Archives, Three Stooges, number one, by American Mythology. It is the holy grail of Three Stooges comic books. The very first issue from 1949 is impossible to find, and it is the first of Norman Maurer's many Three Stooges comics to come over the next 30 years. Join the boys for their first adventures with stories including Uncivil Warriors and Hoi Peloy. Both based on their incredible film adventures. This is a chance to read the first three Stooges comic book stories without breaking the bank. I just can't get into the show or the comics anymore. And it brings back some fun memories from the past, but just doesn't, doesn't make me laugh anymore. <laughs> Sorry about that, but I had to take a drink. Take one if you got it. Ah, it tastes good. I'm going to take a second one. Mm. Nice ice cold ice water. All right, Archie Christmas Spectacular by Archie Comics. We're celebrating Christmas with a brand new story to kick off this collection of festive tales. In Christmas Pie Guy, our story begins as an irate Ms. Ms. Beasley who just had one of her famous Christmas pies stolen. The thief, Beasley believes, is to be Jughead and wants to make sure he pays. Seeing her rage, Mr. Svensson tries to spark the Christmas spirit back in his friend. But can it be done? I don't know. I'm sure Jughead can bring us a little Christmas spirit along the way. can't blame Jughead every time some food goes disappearing. Come on, guys. And we got Archie Jumbo Comics Digest number 336 by Archie Comics. If it loads up ever. All new lead stories with Archie and the gang. Okay. So that didn't explain shit. I'm guessing they don't have no new new, new stories to talk about on that one. But let's see what Archie Showcase Digest number 11 Christmas Stocking has to offer us. Archie Showcase Digest is proud to return with another collection of Ho 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 hilarious and festively fun stories, puzzles, and much, much more. Grab a copy or ten and fill the stockings of the Archie fans in your life. Huh. Not seeing no new stories being announced like usual. We got Archie's Laugh Comics trade paperback by Archie Comics. One of the original anthology showcases of the Riverdale Gang, Laugh Comics ran for over 400 issues from 1946 all the way into the 90s and featured some of the best Archie stories ever told. Now we proudly present stories from various eras of this title for a new generation to enjoy geez took him that many years to do 400 issues i got almost 500 podcasts put together didn't take me that long i don't have to draw them though (laughs) all right art brute i don't know if i'm saying that right it's just brut number one by image comics Presenting here for here the first major work from the creative minds behind Ice Cream Man Relettered, Remastered, and under its original intended name, the world of fine art is falling apart and only Art Brute knows how to fix it. Alongside the Bureau of Artistic Integrity, Arthur Brute, the mad dream painter. And his trusty sidekick, Manny the Mannequin, must dive back into their very paintings, into the very paintings that made him insane, or reality itself might just crumble to pieces. A colorful gonzo romp through art and art history. Art Brute is equal parts police procedural, hyper fantasy. And psychological thriller of veritable Pollock bladder of comics genres tossed onto one giant pulpy canvas. Each issue features new covers. Well, why didn't you just at least tell us a little bit what it's about? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's an art artist dealing with art cops. I don't know. Maybe art. Pains getting stolen. I don't know. I don't get no description worth of shit. You no get no money. Because I know buy. Alright, we got Assassin's Apprentice 1. Number 1. Or Assassin's Apprentice I. Number 1. By Dark Horse, not sure. Until recently... Fitz was only known as Boy, the Bastard. Illegitimate son of a powerful noble, Fitz is taken in by his uncle, Prince Verity, who prepares the boy for a journey to the capital to meet his royal grandfather. But Fitz is not a normal child. An ancient power stirs inside him. Something that will change the destiny of the six duches, duchies, duchies, six duchies forever. The first comics installment of best-selling author Robin Hobbs, Assassin's Apprentice. Fantasy as it ought to be written, says George R.R. R. Martin. I just hate when they play with names and stuff because it doesn't even make sense that the... the, the just call it Assassin's Apprentice. They don't have a I or a one on the cover, so I think that might just be a misprint. That's a little confusing. That makes that sounds better, Assassin's Apprentice. So yeah. all right, I got Avatar. Adapt or die, since you got the next movies coming out by Dark Horse Comics. Years into the advent of the Avatar program on Pandora, pressure to bridge the divide between human and Navi has hit a peak. Dr. Grace Augustine realizes the best way to ease tensions is to learn from one another. She begins negotiations to open a school for Navi children. But her plans to repair... Relations leads to an unintended to unintended consequences. After a visit to Hell's Gate, the Naibi children succumb to a virulent illness. And as the affliction escalates, so do accusations of betrayal and malice. Grace must navigate human politics to work with the Na'vi to find a cure. But can they trust her? uh collects avatar adapt or die number one to six which i think i kind of remember but don't <laughs> coming out but let's see where we're sitting here yeah we still got a bit but yeah it's like avatar i mean that's something that they have to bring the humans in they have to bring war to it and all this shit and argument and frustration fighting and all that i bet you if you would have just made avatar a discovery of a beautiful world full of beautiful looking people with beautiful animals all this wonderful atmospheric beauty to look at i think the movie would have been just as big if not bigger i mean it's time people We can get beyond this bullshit fighting crap. We don't have to constantly wipe out every living being that we find throughout history and just destroy it, but yet spend decade after decade talking about these warlords and Hitler and all these bad people, but yet we're still doing it. Don't include me on that because I ain't doing it. I just live in the world that full of people that does it but i mean come on i and if you were just made a beautiful non-aggressive movie you would have got a lot of other people to get into watching i mean christ you had kids that were willing to sacrifice their life because they couldn't live in this world I and mean, just give them a world to enjoy and fall in love with and yeah, you can have little things that they have to overcome and stuff like that, but you don't have to bring in the asshole humans to destroy everything and just wipe out planet after planet or bring in other warring factions to cause problems. It's like you could. I, I think Avatar would have been so much bigger and better if they would have just made it what it is uh highly interesting very colorful wonderful new environment that we could see for the very first time and maybe join up with get along with work with and we share our stuff they share their stuff we don't kill and take and rape and forge it's <laughs> like oh, it's just so sad but I guess that's what people like because they obviously keep making that shit. They don't make nothing else. I better not keep going on this. We'll get into a deep, dark rant. <laughs> all right, Avengers, War Across Time. Yeah, War Across Time. Let's, let's do time travel. Let's jump in a time travel machine. Let's go around. Let's, let's kill everybody, man. Let's just take over everything. We're going to bring it all back. and We're just going to fill our whole planet with everybody else's shit. And then our planet's going to be so full of shit that it's going to go off course. And then we're going to just go flying too far away or too close to the sun and burn up and die anyways. Because we're a bunch of greedy jackasses. Sorry. Once I get on those rants, I can't stop. All right. This is Avengers War Across Time number one by Marvel Comics. Look for more information on this title in a future Marvel previews. Oh, Oh, thanks. Well, then... You don't give us a picture. You don't give us a description. You just give us war. Let's just have war. (laughs) Batman and Scooby-Doo. Oh, no, there's a dog that talks. Let's get the military and take them out. (laughs) Uh, I suppose I'll have to preview that one. That's volume two, number three. They got the second volume of Batman and Scooby-Doo, which I'm definitely... Kind of enjoy reading those mysteries. All right, the Batman: The de- Definitive History of the Dark Knight in Comics, Film, and Beyond, hardcover, updated de- edition. So if you want to know everything Batman about all the movies and everything, and what's to come, I guess check it out. It's by Insight Editions. It's resolicited. I don't remember seeing that before either, but. Like I said, I got a broken brain, so I don't remember a lot of shit. We got Batman, One Bad Day Catwoman, number one one-shot. It's like Catwoman Harley Quinn are my, probably my two favorite characters in that universe of Batman villainesses. Uh, this is a one-shot, it's from DC Comics. Selina Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, is the greatest thief that Gotham City has ever seen. She's effortlessly stolen countless items of immense value over the years and successfully evaded the GCPD and Batman. But when Catwoman finds out an item from her past is being sold for way more than it used to be worth, it sends Catwoman into a spiral. And she'll do everything in her power to steal it back. Batman tries to stop her before she goes too far. And a mysterious figure known as the Forger will change Catwoman's life forever. I love a good Catwoman story. wish Batman would just give it up. Settle down. Get together with her. But they have their fun. So This I am looking forward to. And I probably I'll at least get this. But I'm curious if they're going to go long around with this at all. Because I know they've done them in the back of the 90s. I got some. Batman Spawn number one. One shot by DC Comics. Two dark heroes. Cursed by tragedy. Find their paths again crossing, but not by choice. What sinister foe is at work pitting the Dark Knight against the Hellspawn? From the shadows of Gotham City to New York City, this epic event is the blockbuster you've been waiting for. Oh, well, you've been waiting almost two decades for. So yeah, I was right. Back in the 90s or so, they came out with those. Yeah, I'll have to pick this one up just to see what's up with it. Love the cover A, the Greg Capullo cover, but they got a variety of them, so I will have to go through and decipher which one I'm going to go with. But, yeah, that should be fun. They have a Belladonna Fire and Fury Viking Vixens cover A big set of five comics from Boundless Comics. They have the Belladonna Fire and Fury Viking Vixens, Vixens Cover B-Bag cover set of five comics by Boundless Comics. And they got Belladonna Shield Maiden Bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics. Like they must have had so many covers for these packs of comics that they're doing now that they just had to go this route. But, uh... we will end this session here and we'll get back with more goodies sometime soon. All right. Next up we got beware the eye of Odin trade paperback. Helgi, the prince of a Viking village, has stumbled upon the cursed eye of Odin. If he doesn't return it to its rightful owner by the new moon, he will die an agonizing death of boils and decay. By his side are Steiger, a one-armed warrior, past his prime, and Cadlin, a female warrior, convinced she's a Valkyrie. Their only path will take them through the treacherous lands of the Hunter Folk. Hundrafolk. folk. Trolls and Earthen Smiths. Collects issues one through four. Which again, I mean that one kind of, I mean it's a name that you know. It's by Image Comics, but eh, so I'm not sure if I've seen it before or not. Bill and Ted's Excellent holiday special one shot by opus comics roll over beethoven the wild stallions have their own ode to joy to share with the world john barber back to the future and riley brown from deadpool brings you the most triumphant message of peace love and understanding Plus another bonus story featuring Rufus. I and mean, it's I passed on the last one. I wanted the Rufus story, but the main story didn't really throw me. This one I'll probably grab. I and mean, I wish they'd have other covers because this cover kind of sucks. But yeah. We'll see. I'm going back and forth. I've been iffy, the Bill and Ted ones. Some are funny, some are eh. And they keep playing with the story too much and changing things around on me. And that, that I don't like. I can keep everything the same. And you can change it up when you come out another decade or so down the road. But don't change it up as you're doing it. Other runs at the same time. But Blade Runner 2039, number one by Titan Comics. It has been Los Angeles 2039. It has been three years since Nalander Wallace introduced his brand of perfectly obedient replicants, and the ban on synthetic humans has been lifted, at least for the new Wallace models. The older Tyrell Corpse Nexus 8 units are still hunted by Blade Runner. Cleo Selwyn, first seen as a small child in BR2019, issue number one, has returned to L.A. some 20 years later, searching for Isabel, a replicant copy of her real mother who died when she was three. Cleo believes that Nalander Wallace, holding Isabel captive, is holding Isabel captive, and the only person she can call on for help is the one who saved her so many years ago. Anna Ash, Ashina, now an aging and disgraced ex Blade Runner. Yeah, I want to get, I want to do some jump on with Blade Runner, but yeah, I think I'm just going to trade him out because I want to get back to the beginning stories. I don't want to jump on it this late. They do have a Blade Runner. Black Lotus number one to four Copic covers pack. That's a possibility. I might grab that little set. We'll see. But then we got Bone Check. Bone Check number one by Legends Comics. Kick ass covers. Got a Western style cover with a big ass demon in flames in the background. Legends Comics Publishing presents Bone Check. Thirteen people have gone missing from the trustworthy motel. With an ancestral bar tab hanging over his head at the local saloon, a shadow-infested stranger with an ever-so-sinister smile accepts a bounty to investigate and eradicate. Armed with savage instruments of pain, luxurious cigars, and a flask full of damn near poisonous hard liquor, the cryptic bounty hunter will set out to collect his bone check. I love the cover, but don't care about Western style stories anymore. I'm I'm bored with those. I'm beyond that. Stuff's making noise over on the other side of the garage. I don't know if I got myself a little friend in here. If Mr. Woodchuck decided to stop in or something. (laughs) Because I know my cat's off strolling around. Okay, we got Book of Slaughter, number one, one one-shot from Boom Studios. The future of the Slaughterverse is laid bare by something is killing the children and House of Slaughter creators James Tinian IV and Werther Del Adira in this very first SIKTC one-shot special from the sidelines to the spot. To the spotlight. Book of Slaughter follows the white mask. Maxine Slaughter. But will her loyalties. Remain where they are. Or will she. Show her true colors. In addition to being. A person. Precursor to the upcoming chapters. Of both series. The special issue. Features. (laughs) Keeps seeing something falling down in the corner. Uh, the special issue features a sizable guidebook that delves into the deep lore of the Order of St. George. So, yeah, if you know those storylines, you're going to probably want to jump on this. I haven't read those storylines yet, so I want to read those first. But yeah, all my stuff that I piled up in the corner just decided to start falling down. So much for getting... That area organized. <laughs> Alright, we got a bug bites special edition. This is by Source Point Press. It's a graphic novel. Children have been going missing missing in a quiet, idyllic town, <clears throat> and no one had an explanation until Jolene found her grandmother's cookbook and the desire to find her new friend Peter before it's too late from the wonderfully weird mind of Corrine Roberts bug bites returns in a special collected edition featuring all new bonus content. Uh, Is grandma cooking up the children in the neighborhood or what's going on there. Uh, Then we got camp Pacawakane and dynamite summer of 77 graphic novel by black panel press camp pakawakani and the dynamite summer of 77 is a coming-of-age graphic novel celebrating jewish jewish sleepaway camp and the ways boys find friendship and love during those seminal summers combining the nostalgic mood of the wonder years the raucousness of superbad and the adolescent angst of pen fifteen, this three hundred page graphic novel just opposes classic black and white comic strip art with an R rated story to capture the tension created when the innocence of childhood crashes into the messiness of adolescence. Uh, seven years old back then. I don't remember. I, I mean the, I do not remember the character on that cover. It doesn't look like anything I know. And that's by Black Panel Panel Press, but yeah, sure, it could be lots of fun. We have Captain, or no, not Captain. Sorry about that. We have Canuck Beyond Number One by Lev Gleason Production. The world neared Annihilation when the Borealis invaded. While Earth's heroes saved the world, the greatest of them fell in battle. Or so they thought. After being flung through an interdimensional portal known as the Shimmer, Captain Canuck finds himself stranded upon an alien world. It will take all of Canuck's skills to survive and return to Earth but not before he helps the locals living under a desponic ruler in the beyond. <clears throat> I might pick, well, no, I won't. I'll wait and trade it out. because it's an ongoing, I was thinking it was a one shot. Damn it. I like Captain Canuck, but I don't have no long going story runs. I have been picking up small things. I've been, finding here and there, and I've enjoyed those, so, this, I mean, you need it, (laughs) it's a Chia Pet Minions, the Rise of Gru, Kevin figure, that's like Kevin, with some cool tie-dye pants, uh, donning the nice Chia hair, (laughs) the long, curly chia, Chia hairdo, yeah, I got to grab one of those. That's by Joseph Enterprises. I'm sure it'll have all the characters, but well, not all of them because that would be a ton of little minions if you (laughs) made every different one that they come up with. Uh, You at least have probably Kevin, Bob, and uh, what's the other one, Simon? No, not Simon. Ah, come on. I just watched the first Minions a couple days ago. Again. (laughs) His name has slipped my mind. I'm pretty sure it starts with an S. All right. Next up. CIH presents Three-Wheeler Annual One-Shot by Aardvark Anaheim. Let's see, this is the Cerebus head with shoe polish all over it. (laughs) No, wait, what is this? The Three-Wheeler Annual number 1 is what it's called. Don't miss the first and God-willing last appearance of the D for True Black Widow. Cerebus head with shoe polish all over it. Hey, it worked for Justin Trudeau green-screened onto a Carson Grabaugh drawing of Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow, Equity Now. Yeah, I wouldn't hate this character so much if maybe they do their own original shit once instead of taking everything that's out there and making a parody of it and then doing stupid formats like photorealism and all that shit. Just, yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a bad... Promoter of shit that I can't stand. <laughs> All right, Clay People Colossus number one one shot by Image Top Cow. A biracial boy in a Midwest in the Midwest uses a supernatural gift from his grandfather to push back against two older boys who are terrorizing him. In a tale inspired by the song Colossus by heavy metal band The Clay People, intolerance, drug addiction, poverty, and boredom collide into a perfect storm of grisly revenge. The Clay People is a rock band hailing from Albany, New York. The band's self titled debut album was released on Mercury Slipdisc Records. They're furiously Propulsive lead single, Awake, climbed the radio charts and launched the band into an international touring act with the likes of Disturbed, Stained, Clutch, Rob Zombie, Static X, Stabbing Westward, and Filter. Colossus is the Clay People's latest album, Demon Hero. This exclusive signed edition Features a FOIL logo and is limited to 500 copies. Well, shit my britches. <laughs> I don't know, I kind of want to check it out. as it's a lot of my favorite bands from that grouping of uh, music. I like the song Awake, so... Oh, might have to, might just have to check that out. We will see what happens. See where we're sitting here. Oh, we got plenty of time yet. We have the Complete Alien Collection Shadow Archive Trade Paperback by Titan Books. Collected together for the first time, this action-packed omnibus of tightly coordinated novels is stuffed to the gills with jaw-dropping acid-burning tension, revealing the terrifying events that occur between the Alien and Aliens movie hits. So we got Out of the Shadows, Sea of Sorrows, River of Pain, I don't think I have any of those runs So that's actually not a bad bad collection price so I don't know might actually check that out I've been wanting some of this alien stuff but I didn't like the description for the last run and I got the 90's versions of the alien predators stuff that came out and those I enjoyed the ones I have read so far but we'll see they have a lot more crossed. We have crossed Badlands C Day Worldwide Bag Set A, Five Count of Comics by Avatar Press. They have Crossed Badlands C Day Worldwide Big Set B of Five Comics by Avatar Press. They have the set C five Count of Comics by Avatar Press. They have set D five comics by Avatar Press. We have Crowbar 9, 80-page giant one-shot by Floating World Comics. The Earth is under siege by an alien force from the unknown. Panic and fear is being fueled by the media. Crowbar 9 has been assembled to investigate a wave of disappearances around the globe. Our only hope lies in these nine young people with stunning powers and the guts to use them. This 80-page giant collects all three issues, including the previously unpublished number three from the 90s. I don't remember ever hearing about Crowbar 9. Apparently, Crowbar stands for Civilian Reserves for Operations of War. Reserves... That doesn't, no, that can't, that's not what C-R-O-W-B-A-R stands for. Okay, that's just what they have written underneath it. Oh, I guess it does, that is for what CROW stands for, because Civilian Reserves, Operations War, for the CROW part, but I don't know what the BAR part stands for, but. Yeah, looks like a goofy array of characters, might be. Fun, I don't know. Steve McArdle, don't know much about that. Artist writer, and it's from Floating World Comics. But We have Curse of Cleaver County Double Feature by SourcePoint Press. This limited edition double feature includes the introduction of the brand new horror verse From SourcePoint Press, set in the one of the deadliest fictional locations in the world, The Curse of Cleaver County follows some of the most grotesque, gruesome, and gore-fueled killers as they haunt, horrify, and harrow the peaceful residents. Featuring stories by Garrett Gunn, Kit Wallace, Joshua Warner... And I don't know who else. Doesn't give me enough description of any of the stories. And there's two stories, double feature. Give us a little bit about them. Just don't tell me that you got a bunch of gruesome, grotesque, murdering freakazoids. Just give me a little glimpse at what the stories are about. And I might be interested. All right, next up we got Dahlia in the Dark, number one of six by Mad Cave Studios. A washed-up hitman, Donnie Dahlia, takes one last job transporting a package cross-country in the hopes of seeing his estranged daughter again. Little does he know this job is going to get him caught in the middle of a war between the fairy realms that could determine the fate of humankind. Dahlia in the Dark is a fast-paced action-fantasy thriller about family and hidden truths. I'll wait and trade it out, I guess, if I do get into it. We'll see what happens. It's by Mad Cave Studios. And next up, we got Danger Street, number one. This is by DC Black Label, which we haven't had a new DC Black Label comic in a while. Interesting looking cover of characters on there. Joining the Justice League is a goal for any superhero. But what happens when a quest for membership takes a sinister turn? Join Starman, Metamorpho, and Warlord as they look to prove themselves worthy by summoning and defeating Darkseed in battle. Soon they'll learn that calling upon a new god never ends well, and their world is headed for a crisis as a result. The journey to save the day will be treacherous, be a treacherous one filled. With princesses, knights, and all kinds of monsters, each person the hero heroes encounters plays a crucial role in this sprawling yet gripping narrative that is a little bit silly, a whole lot dark, and completely cool. Expect the Unexpected with a supporting cast featuring Manhunter, Lady Copy, the Green Team, and the creeper. Don't know some of these characters, but the ones I do know are interesting ones that I've enjoyed stuff from. But let's see, inspired by the heroes and villains of first issue special. Tom King and Jorge Forns. Return for an unforgettable maxi-series that reimagines these characters and their stories. A multi-character, multi-layered crime drama starring some of DC's most obscure creations. No one will see it coming, but everyone will want to see where it goes. I'm curious to hear about it. We have Dark Crisis Big Bang number one, one one-shot. This is by DC Comics. After the momental, monumental events of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths number four, Pariah has successfully resurrected the infinite multiverse and all of reality is still reeling from the event. Join Dr. Multiverse on a haunting journey through these newly reformed realities from the Justice League to DC Mac. From Dark Knights of Steel to Batman 89 and back again in a guest star galore all-new epic by comics legend and DC architect Mark Waid. I'm sure it's fun, but I didn't get on the Dark Crisis run, which did look really good when I checked out the previews of stuff early on so I definitely want to get into it eventually but I want to probably just more get a a collected version that way I don't have to try and figure out which one to read next we got Dark Web number one one shot by Marvel Comics Dusk the two most famous clones ever are back to take what's theirs Ben Riley and Madeline Pryor have had enough, and are reigniting the inferno. Spider-Man and the X-Men are not ready for what's coming, and what role does Venom have in all of this? The sun is setting, dusk is approaching, and it's going to be a long night. Alright, we also have Dark Web Miss Marvel number one. By Marvel Comics, this one is not a one-shot, I guess. You know her, you love her, but this time Kamala Khan may be in over her head. Well, she can just embiggen herself. Fresh off her first few weeks working as an intern at Oscorp, Miss Marvel finds herself at the last line as the last line of defense against a bunch of deadly and dangerous experiments going haywire, thanks to Spider Epic Dark Web. Things get even worse when Kamala finds herself in limbo, with no choice but to fight her way out. From Sabir Perzada and your new favorite artist Francesco Mortarino, comes a bold and badass new vision of Miss Marvel. Sounds fun, but I'm not sure what all this dark web stuff is. I kind of want to hear a little more about it. We also have dark web Miss Marvel number two coming out right off the bat. They're doing this with a lot of them, I noticed, with Marvel Comics. Don't know if DC was doing that or not, but I know Marvel was. Because we also have Dark Men X... Dark Web X-Men number one by Marvel Comics and they have dark number two coming right right out with it. The X-Men are ensnared in chasm and the Goblin Queen's dark web. Chaos reigns in the streets of New York City. New York City as demon hordes pour forth from the realm of limbo a realm that until recently was ruled by magic as an M-A-G-I-C-I-K, not C, a realm now ruled by Cyclops X, Cyclops' is X, also Havoc X, also a clone of Gene. The X-Men wade into the fray by taking on some of their darker history as the Goblin Queen returns for vengeance. <laughs> yeah this dark web thing sounds kind of fun i'm curious what it's all about we got dragon ball z poronga and dendy come forth shenron uh, sh figure arts not sure what that stands for But it's by Bandai Tamashi Nations. But if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan and you like the little green guy, the bald green character, I don't know his name. But there's a big green monster running behind him, coming at him with some Dragon Balls on the ground. This is a kick-ass stash, if you're a Dragon Ball fan. But it's got a price tag on it. You're going to dump three bills retail for that baby. But <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see where we're sitting. Yeah, we're running out of time. I think we better stop it here. Well, let's do one more quick. Let's do Dead Seas number one by IDW Publishing. Ghosts are real and dangerous, but they're also valuable. They're ectoplasma. Plasm capable of curing countless diseases, there's only one problem. Harvesting the wonder drug can be just as deadly. Prisoner Gus Ortiz is willing to take the risk in return for a reduced sentence. Anything to see his daughter again. All it will take is a few months at sea scraping ectoplasm off the walls of the perdition. A floating prison containing the most vicious ghost on earth. Surrounded by dark waters, Gus soon realizes that angry spirits are the least of his worries. The Poseidon Adventure meets the haunting of Hill House in this supernatural thriller. By Kevin Scott and artist Nick Brokenshire. That sounds fun, but I am running out of time, so I will leave it there. And we'll come back with more goodies soon.